you have the word of the Lord, if you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I don't know how far we're going to get today. I'm, I'm wanting to talk about the resurrection. And in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, it brings out so much about what if Jesus Christ had not risen from the grave. As we sang, up from the grave he arose. You know, the stone has been rolled away. The tomb is empty. So we're, we're going to start from verse 1. We're going to read, read I don't know how, how long I'm going to read, but we'll, we'll just start reading. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain." For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep or have died. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. I'm going to go ahead and stop there. So we can see in, in verse 1, he's talking about, you know, he's wanting to declare unto you the gospel. The gospel. What's the gospel? It's the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. And so he's talking to the, to the church that is at Corinth, which I preached unto you. And, you know, Brother Roger, or Brother Leroy, the other day, he says, how shall they hear unless they be sent. And how, how shall you hear unless somebody, there's somebody there to preach the gospel unto them. So here was the Apostle Paul, he was preaching unto them. But in preaching, it's like Brother Leroy said, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So Paul was not even preaching unto them, but he was teaching them also. Which also ye received, and wherein ye stand. So, if they have received it, they're a child of God. Because as we were talking, brotherly, the natural man receiveth not the things that be of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They're spiritually discerned. Well, when Jesus asked, as Peter and the apostles, who do, who, do you, who do the people say I am? Well, you're this prophet, you're that prophet. And, you know, they named four or five different things. But then Jesus asked that one question, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Paul says unto Peter, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for what does he say? For flesh and blood have not revealed that unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So when you have received this, received the gospel, the good news, then you're a child of God. Because if you were not the natural man, you could not receive that. 
because it can't enter into their heart. As we were talking about, in the regeneration, he takes away that old heart, gives us a new heart. But if you haven't been born again or regenerated, your heart is not able to receive the things. It's kind of like it's, it's, it, it, it just goes in and just bounces, come back right out. It can't stay there. It can't stay there at all. But isn't it wonderful when you've received it and wherein you stand? We have to stand. Quit you like men. Stand fast. Quit you like men. Be the man. Wherein ye stand. Isn't it wonderful when we can stand fast and we can stand up for what we believe in? And that we're not ashamed of how we believe. You know, some people, it's, you know, it's like, well, you know, we're religion. Well, I'm a primitive Baptist, and they look at you kind of quizzical, you know. They ain't never heard of that. We heard of Baptist, but not primitive Baptist. And I said, well, that really means kind of like original or old school. And that's what we are and what we believe in. We believe in free grace, not free will. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of what I believe in. And we need to tell people that. That we believe in the free grace of God. And that we can go, one place we can go to real quick is Ephesians. Don't forget Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So he says in in verse 2, he says, You know, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory, memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. So, you know, just like Jesus told, showed, uh, picked out 12, he picked out the 12 apostles, and one of them was a devil, he said, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. You know, so we can see that we need to really watch out. You know, we don't believe in gospel regeneration, but we, we believe that the good news of Jesus Christ is why we are saved. We are saved. Saved. But it says if you keep, if you keep in memory. See, when we, when we start reading the scriptures, we have to, we have to understand that because he says, you know, if you keep in memory. So what do we need to do? We need to keep in memory the things that Brother Leroy, Brother Roger, and what myself preach. Because we hope that you understand that we're, 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 we're preaching the truth that's revealed through the Holy Scriptures. And if we're not preaching the truth through the Holy Scriptures, and you don't say anything unto us, you know what I'm going to say, Brother Leroy? Shame on you. Shame on you. Because if we're not preaching the truth, and you don't say anything unto us, that's your job and responsibility to tell us, hey, Brother Dave, Brother Leroy, Brother Roger, I don't think that what you said was the truth. Or it wasn't scriptural. And then we can either show you or sit there and say, you're right. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. See, Peter's not, or Paul, Paul's not going on uh, hearsay or anything like that. It says that Jesus Christ 
died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He's preaching the truth unto the people that are there. And we're going to see in a little bit that there are some people that have been crept in unawares that are trying to deceive the people because Paul wouldn't have to preach what he's going to preach shortly if there weren't people there that were trying to confuse the, I'm not going to say church, the congregation, trying to deceive the congregation. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So now he's telling you know, these things are all according to the scriptures that they happened. That they happened. You got to remember, Paul might not have been a believer back then, but he was in Jerusalem when all this happened. He was an eyewitness of these things that were going on. Even though later on he says, you know, he says that uh, I'm the least of the apostles, and I need to be because I persecuted the church. He says, and last of all, as of one born out of due time. But he was there. He's seen these things. And you know what? We have to look at it, and we see these things also. We read the scriptures. We see these things. Just like Paul saw all these things happening, but didn't really believe. And we're just the same way until the Lord opens our heart and changes our heart and we can see these things. Then we understand them. And it's amazing when you, you might read Scripture after Scripture all the time and then all of a sudden He, he just opens up the heart and that we understand it's like, oh wow. I was reading as I was studying, bringing in verse 15 and 16 and 17 and 18, which hopefully the next time I preach, I, I will do that. And the Apostle Paul says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord. When I realized that, when I started reading it, and I was reading a little bit of, from Gil, and when he says, Wherefore I also, that means there's more than one because he says, I also. So it was not only him, but other people. Wherefore, I also, as that sentence starts out. And we start reading these things, and we understand this. He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. What I want us to realize as we're talking about the resurrection, how really important that is to the Christian faith. Brother Leroy says Brother Zach is talking about it. I thought he said Brother Ray was going to be talking about the resurrection. We have to understand, Gary, how important this is to us because we realize if there was a body laying in that tomb, you understand what I'm saying? If there was a body laying in that tomb, he was not risen, what is there? There you go. We're still in our sins. We have nothing. We have nothing to hold fast to. There's nothing, as he says here, that, that and wherein you stand. 
You have nothing to stand upon. It's all been taken away from you. Everything has been taken away from you. There is no reason for us to be here because, I don't want to really get out of myself, but as Paul said, our preaching is vain or worthless. It's worth nothing. And that he was buried, we know that for back, and then he says, and that he rose again. He rose again the third day. That's why I was glad, Susie, you picked that song. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain. He arose a victor. He gained the victory for us. Awesome. And that he, amen, hallelujah. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Cephas is Peter. He was seen of Peter. See, this is why we've got to start remembering when we read these things. And we, we know exactly when he says that when he was seen of Cephas. He's talking about Peter. Then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Yeah. Do you realize that? Amen. If, I had, if a lawyer had 500 witnesses to something that happened, he's going to win that case, right? So, after he was died and he rose again, he was seen of 500 brethren at once, at the same time. He didn't stop along the way and see 10 here, 20 here, 500 at one time. Of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. Some have died. But death is a matter of life. Whether we, you know, we know that we're all going to die sooner or later. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet or not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But see, all of that was forgiven. It was not only forgiven, it was forgotten. It was forgotten what he did. When Ananias... He came to Ananias, and he said, I want you to go do this. Oh, no, Lord, I don't really want to do that. No, no, no. What did Jesus say to him? He's a chosen vessel of mine. He was a chosen. You know, just like when, when Jesus walked on the water, and he was walking by the ship, and all the apostles were scared to death. They thought they had seen a ghost. You know what I mean? Thought he had said, Don't be, be not afraid. Don't be afraid. It's I. Jesus was telling Ananias, Don't be afraid. Trust in me. And Ananias did exactly what the Lord told him to do. He did that. You know, I'm not meat. I'm not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. God's in control of everything, isn't he? Some people say, well, why does God allow things, certain things to happen in the world? I don't allow. I don't understand. I, I can't answer that question. 
why he allows certain things. But I have faith and trust in him that he knows what he's doing. And he knew what he was doing. He let Saul, we got to remember, he was Saul back then. They let, he let Saul do all of these things. Because he knew what was going to happen after that. Verse 10. This could be the same. This, we, we can look at the same verse here. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. The grace of God. Isn't that awesome when we realize that we can read this and, and just understand where this is coming from because we realize, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace which was bestowed upon me or given to me was not in vain or wasn't wasted. That grace of, he doesn't waste the grace of God on us because He's given it to His children. His children. Remember, in Ephesians chapter 1, we have been adopted into His family. We are part of His family. Grace of God was bestowed upon us, not in vain. But then He goes on, He's, But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. See, we've got to understand that Jesus was humble. We can see that Paul was a very humble man. You know, he was not trying to take any credit here. Yeah, he labored more abundantly than they all, but then he goes on and says, yet not I. It wasn't really me. It was the grace of God which was with me. It says, therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. And Brother Leroy, Brother Roger, myself, we're hoping that that's the same thing. So we preach... And we hope that you believe. Believe the words which we are saying unto you. So remember I said there were some people that, are, that were in the church or the congregation at Corinth that were in and were trying to subvert the gospel, shall we say. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, so we know that what Paul had been preaching... He was preaching that Christ had rose, risen from the dead. How say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? There are a lot of different little, I guess for lack of a better, little cliques, you know what I mean, Brother Leroy? There were the Sadducees, there were the Pharisees, there were different little groups of people that were out there. And some believed in the resurrection of the dead. I think it was it. The Pharisees? Okay. I was asking a question to make sure I was right. Because I remember when Paul was, was brought in and they were, he, he said one part were Sadducees, one part of Pharisees. So he said, So how say some among you that there is no resurrection from the dead? You know, we got to remember, this was, this was oh, excuse me, not far after Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, that Paul was out here and going to these different places. And as we continue on in verse 10, but if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? I was telling Brother Leroy, that's like, 
doing a jigsaw puzzle and you get to the very end and there's a piece missing. The puzzle's not complete. We have to realize that if there's no resurrection from the dead, that's that last piece in the puzzle. He was born. He lived his life. Then there was his earthly ministry. He went on trial. He was scourged. He was crucified. He was buried. Now, if if that was it, then it was over with. It's over. But we know that on the cross, Jesus said it was finished. It was finished. What he came to accomplish upon the earth had been finished. He died for the sins of the people. But we have to understand it was not over. That was not the end. It was not over. And there are some people here, evidently from a different group, that were trying to tell the people something else. And we know that Paul is there and he's trying to correct the people. We understand Paul was not a good-looking guy. He was kind of short. He was kind of squat. Wasn't really nothing to look at or anything. But he wasn't sent for people to look on him for how he looked. He wanted people to not look at him, but to hear the message that he was bringing unto the people. The message that he was bringing... But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? My Bible has it was wasted, and your faith is also vain. So our preaching, we're just we're just talking to the air. Because we're saying, we're trying to tell the people something that is not true if Christ is not risen from the dead. And he's also saying that your faith is vain. Your faith is worthless. Because you're believing what we're telling you, and it's not the truth if Christ isn't risen from the dead. So your faith in Christ is not good. Because the body's still in the tomb. The stone hasn't been rolled away. And when they rolled it away, what was there? What was laying in that tomb then, if Christ isn't risen from the day? There was a body that was wound in linen cloth. And he's there. But he's not there. Praise the Lord. You know, when Mary Magdalene and the other women went to the tomb and they peeked down, they looked inside there, what was it? The tomb was empty. And immediately they didn't understand, exactly understand what was going on. We can, Gary, we can understand it. Bill, we can understand it because we can read it right here. 
We've got to understand, they were living the Gospels. They were living this. But then when Jesus finally came to them and showed them his body and showed them that he was alive, then they started understanding what he had told them. You know, when the two were walking on the road to Emmaus and they're going on and Jesus joined himself to them, started walking with them. But he made it so that they didn't realize who he was. Because it sounds like then they had been part of the group that had been there and knew Jesus. And if they would have seen him, they would have recognized him. They probably would have been scared too because, wow. And it says, they kind of said to him, you know, what are you, just a stranger here? You don't know what's happened? You know, they were puzzled by what had happened that day. And we can fully understand and comprehend it when we look at that. Yes, yeah, certain women went to the tomb and we found it empty. You know, and that he had died. We thought it was he that was going to come and save Israel. Save them not from their sins, but to save them from the Roman occupation that was going on in Israel at that time. And then he finally expounded the scriptures unto them. And in breaking of bread, he made known himself unto them. He vanished away. So in verse 15, the Apostle Paul says, Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. The dead rise not. You know, if we look at I'm trying to find it. Ah, that's why I'm in the wrong chapter. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. It says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, or illuminated, the eyes of your heart being illuminated, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also which is in the world to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The mighty power which God had when he raised him from the dead, raised him from the dead, so we've got things sitting here. But we've got to understand that some of these peoples were Jews. They didn't understand. They didn't know about Jesus Christ. They didn't believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. They didn't understand it. They rejected Him implicitly. 
that this was not the Messiah. So aren't you, aren't you just thankful that you realize, you fully understand that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and that he came down on the earth to die for our sins and he has saved us from our sins. It's awesome. When you look at that, when we realize that if he's not risen from the dead, that we're false witnesses. Because Brother Leroy, Brother Roger, myself, we're witnesses of the fact that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. We've testified of that. We're, we're bringing this unto you. We're teaching you that these things are true. Whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. I like the way that Paul goes about talking about this. And in verse 16, he says, For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised. We have to understand that if the dead rise not, then all of our family members or friends that have died, body and soul are still in that grave. Body and soul are still in that grave. Because they've not been risen. And then Christ is not raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. He finally gets down to it, doesn't he, Brother Leroy? He says, you know what? He says, if Christ is not raised, your faith is vain. Empty, it's wasted. Your faith is wasted. At all. In everything. And if all of these things didn't happen, you are yet in your sins. You're yet in your sins because that body is still in the grave if the dead rise not. See, that's how important this is for what we believe in. This is not something just simple to just, oh well, Easter. You know, I was talking with Mabel. You know, a lot of them, they call theirs, these people, they call them creasters. Because they only come to church at Christmas and Easter. Unfortunately, I would say the majority of those people, I'm not going to say all of them, the majority of those people are not believers. And they're yet dead in their trespasses and sins. I can say that because the Bible says it. It's not just Dave saying that. Do we really understand it? You're yet in your sins. Your sins haven't been forgiven you. And if your sins haven't been forgiven you, well, we can't have a second coming, can we, Brother Leroy? Can't have a second coming of Jesus Christ. We talk about the trump shall sound. The, the, the heavens are going to be scrolled back and everything. Even so, it is well with my soul. It can't be well with our soul because not going to ha- that's never going to happen because his body is still in the grave. See, this has serious implications. And this is why I, th- I think Paul is, is, is playing it a different way when he's trying to talk to all these people, to trying to help them explain 
if you're a part of the congregation, which is at Corinth, you need to believe those things. Don't let, don't let your heart be troubled by all these different things these people are trying to tell you. Stand fast. Stand fast in what you believe in. Here it goes on. I guess I got a little bit of myself. Then, excuse me. Then they which all they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Perished. We fully understand that in death, that that body and soul are separated in death. That body does go into the grave, but that soul rises and goes to be in heaven where God is sitting on his throne, where Jesus is at his right hand making intercession for us. But those things are not happening if Jesus isn't risen again, that body and soul are still in that grave. But it is by the power. What did we read in Ephesians? By the power of God. By the power of God that that stone was rolled away. That stone was rolled away For what reason? So that they could get in. You're talking about a stone that was, I'm going to probably say probably about this high, that round, and it was probably pretty thick. And the women couldn't roll it away. So that stone was rolled away so that the women that were there early in the morning, they could look in there and see that the grave was empty. And they went back and they told the apostles, the grave is empty. Remember, what did, what did the one angels that were in there say? Why seek ye the living among the dead? He's alive. He's alive, so he's not in there. Do we praise God? Yeah, we praise God. So in verse 19, he says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Verse 20. Bill, what's my favorite word? But. And here the apostle Paul used it very aptly right here. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man cometh death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Isn't that wonderful? This is, this is shouting ground, isn't it, brother? This is shouting ground. Shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God to God, even the Father, when it shall put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Death. Physically, we die. Spiritually, what are we? We're still alive. We're alive. It's, it's, it's just amazing when we look at all these things and see these things. 
and war. It's just, ah. Uh, I want to go a little farther on. Just closing, I want to read just, just a few verses. Uh, let's start at verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and see, we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Thanks. What do we need to thanks? We need to thank God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We need to be what? Steadfast. Steadfast. Knowing that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord is, 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 is not dead. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Our, our labor is not useless in the Lord. That's the key phrase at the end of this, in the Lord. I hope that what we've talked about today is going to be comforting unto you that Christ is risen from the dead. And we're thankful for that because our preaching is in vain. And you're not in your sins. This is how important this is. I want you to fully understand and realize it. And I hope this has been of a comfort and a help for you in your lives. I thank you for your kind attention this morning. Does anybody have a song?